we talk about music, music news, music stuff, and anything else that comes up. Hey, Talia. Sup? How you doing? Oh, you know. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume good. Good. Yep. Good. Okay. Yep. Good times. So uh, let's let's get into it. Let's do this. We we recently just a couple weeks ago lost a, a pretty amazing artist. Yeah. Prince. Prince. Uh, there's been a lot of really I think fitting tributes. There've been a lot of really terrible tributes. There's a lot of very terrible tributes. Yeah, I do not want to hear anyone play Purple Rain again. Ever again. Ever. No. No. Um, but there's there's just like anything else, a lot of drama surrounding uh, this is passing. Yeah, anytime, you know, some either whether it's a movie star or a musician that was really big, there's always a lot of stuff in the news surrounding their death, you know, what's going to happen to their estate. Right. You know. And with Prince, it's a little rough because there was no will. Right. Um, but one he of the didn't things... really have much family, right? No. No. Um, Not married. Not married anymore. Right. No kids. No any kids more. anymore. Mm. The, the drama that I thought was the most interesting <laughs> came out just a, a few days after his death. Um, and it was actually a Facebook post by Sinead O'Connor. I'm sure you remember as everyone's favorite female Irish priest. Um, she, this was, you know, there's no, still as we're recording this, there's no official cause of death yet right. on Prince. Um, but she, she posted on Facebook. But there's been a lot of hearsay about what had happened. Lots of speculation. I mean, he was a really mysterious guy. Yeah. I mean, he definitely lived in his own world. Right. And didn't let much get outside of his compound. No, not at all. Right. Um, which I think is pretty cool, but... Hell yeah. Uh, so she posted, and I'll just read right from her post here, two words for the DEA investigating where Prince got his drugs over a decade. Arsenio Hall, a.k.a. Prince's and Eddie Murphy's bitch. Damn. Right? Uh, and then she added, anyone imagining Prince was not a long-time hard drug user is living on cloud cuckoo land. Arsenio, oh. I've reported you to the Culver County Sheriff's Office. Expect their call. They are aware you spiked me years ago at Eddie Murphy's house. Wow. You best get tidying your man cave. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if they took that seriously at all. Where does all of this you know, like, hatred come from? It, you know, she tends to, or at least from what I've seen of her in the public uh, life in the yeah. past, she tends to be more, I guess, aggressive or... It's very controversial. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes she's on point, like in the 90s when she tore up the picture of the Pope in reference to sexual abuse scandals in the In, in the, the Catholic Church, church. yeah. Um, other times... Not so much. Yeah. So Arsenio is is suing her. Oh. Yep. For five million dollars for defamation. For that comment. Yeah. For. Where did for, she post that? Like, was it just like a social media post? Yeah. It was on. That she put up. It was on her artist Facebook page. Okay. Um. So not like a personal Facebook post, but right. But very, Those that like her music. Right. Yeah. Bigger following. Yeah. And it, and it got picked up pretty quickly by tabloids yeah. and, and news publications, especially with, you know, all of the speculation surrounding how Prince died. Right. And I think she's getting a lot more attention because Prince died. 
Right. Because she was connected with him in the past. She's not a very relevant artist these days. No. Not at all. No. Like, majority of, you know, 20-somethings and younger probably won't recognize her name. Right. But you know? her, her one-hit song... Yeah. ...was a Prince song. Correct. Um, and there's some weird history there, too. Um... <laughs> She she did that song without Prince's permission, and and he was very controlling of of his music. And we'll get into that. Yeah, he a he bit has been always. Um, but in the in the nineties, when the song was big, she came out with this um, very grand story about how he you know summoned her after the song was released, and he you know. I can her imagine that her. happening, and in a giant. Um, purple velvet robe. Yes. A summon. <laughs> yes. Like the hands. He probably has a, a scepter. Yes. You know, you're, you're brought to, to have court with Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that he, uh, he, you know, kind of gave her shit for swearing during interviews and she told him to fuck off. That's amazing. And then according to her story in the nineties, they got into a fight, like a physical fist fight. Wow. And she had to escape from his house at five o'clock in the morning. I, I can't... I guess I could picture that. I guess it'd be kind of like two girls fighting. Right. So Except... They're both pretty small. Yeah, I really don't know how big Sinead O'Connor is. Yeah. Um, Prince is a pretty tiny little Prince man. Prince is a tiny little man. Um, but she said he packed a punch. <laughs> stronger than hers, yeah, right? Yeah, stronger than hers. But then, 2004, she's on the Graham Norton show, does an interview with him, and she was like, nah, that, that story was bullshit. It was all exaggerated by the press. He's actually a sweetheart. Wow. Then, in 2014, she goes <laughs> back to telling the story about getting into a fist I wonder if he pissed her off or something, you know, yeah, or, know. you know, maybe things were going well in 2004 and she just didn't want right, to yeah. go through with that. That's hilarious. Didn't want to poke the bear. Yeah. But, uh, So, <laughs> doesn't sound like she's got much credibility. No. But, but that's hilarious. Oh, oh, and it gets better. Okay. So, after Arsenio filed the suit, mm-hmm. she got back on Facebook for her official response. And uh, she said, I'm more amused than I've ever dreamed a person could be and look forward very much to how hilarious it will be watching him trying to prove me wrong. I'm also very happy to notice that the DEA have taken me seriously enough to to be thoroughly questioning all of Prince's friends and aides from the last 30 years as to his known history of hard drug use. Oh, wow. So they're actually taking that seriously. According to her. Um, right, right, and and other reports that we've seen have have shown that they're doing a pretty thorough investigation into his, into his death. Well, they should, yeah, they should be. Um, and then she followed it up with, "I do not like drugs killing musicians," which I think is a statement Very we can valid. all get behind. Um, and then she said, "And I do not like Arsenio Hall. He can suck my dick. That is, if he's not too busy sucking someone else's dick." Ooh, yep, snap, yep. So. <laughs> I cannot wait. I, I I am hoping and praying that this lawsuit goes to court. I hope that it's on court TV so that I can watch it. Yes, this needs to be broadcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like... This is bigger than OJ for me. Seriously. Well, I mean, I was a child when OJ happened, so... Yeah. I get that. <laughs> but I watched that. <laughs> so if this goes to court, how is Arsenio going to... Um, First of all, how's he going to prove that he's even relevant right. enough for her to uh, defame his character? Right. Yeah. And how is how is it causing him damage that she's relevant enough to do? To do. I also cannot wait to hear his response to you know. I mean, how's he going to prove he's not sucking somebody else's dick? 
<laughs> yeah. I guess if he can respond to it, he's probably He's got not. it. Yeah. <laughs> intervals. Right, yeah, right. He gets a break. But if I had intervals of sucking dick, during my break, I wouldn't be using my mouth. That's true. To talk. That's true. You gotta, so maybe, give, maybe gotta give him a break, you know? Yeah. You know, so maybe he'll respond on social media. Yes. We can only hope. <laughs> yes. With that comes um, Minnesota's state legislator is like, you know what? We should, we should probably... We should probably do something to pr- protect our man. Because, you know, Prince is... Oh, he was Minnesota. Right. That's all they have. Right. They have 10,000 lakes and Prince. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much what's on their plates. <laughs> their license plates. Yeah. 10,000 lakes and Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they introduced the Prince Act. Which Ooh. It's, it's actually an acronym, which is pretty clever. It's Personal Rights in Names Can Endure Act. Okay. Um, which is... Legislation basically to protect um, the use of your name, your likeness, your signature um, after your time of death uh, for 50 years. Wow. Right. Um, And this wouldn't just apply to celebrities from Minnesota because, you know, there's only the one. Um, (laughs) Right. It would would be, and anyone who lives in Minnesota would be protected under this act. Huh. Um. There are quite a few other states that have similar laws on the books. Um, a lot of the concern with the Prince Act specifically is that it's being rushed and the the wording in it may be open to more interpretation. Actually would be retroactive, um, which I think the, the idea behind that would be to cover Prince since they're putting this law in... Since it's named after him? It's named after him, and they're putting it in after Yeah, after he passed. the fact. Um, but really, it would apply to anyone, you know, who's been deceased within the last 50 years, which... Oh, so they don't want to just make it retroactive from April 21st when he passed. They want it to go... Right. Yeah, but it would be back 50 years, because it would expire after 50, 50 years. Period. Yeah. yeah. That's um, kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but it could also cause a lot of problems for people who would have... You know, done things that were completely legal 20, 30, 40 years ago mm-hmm. that now all of a sudden under this law... Like, what would be an example of that? Why would someone want to use someone else's likeliness? It means that the like the heirs of an estate or the controlling parties of the estate, like the power of attorney or whatever, right. is going to control pretty much every use of that person's... Everything. Everything. For that 50-year period. You know, and it's more than just money. It's like you could pull things from, from like, the internet or from publishers. So, for instance, if, God forbid, you were to die yeah. right now, oh, your next of kin could say, I don't like this podcast, get rid of it. And it doesn't matter, you know, how we have our ownership of things divided up mm-hmm. because your your voice and your likeness and your name are a part of this. They have control over that portion. Yeah, so it's it's a really I think it's a a good idea, just not executed the best way. Yeah, I think it probably needs a little more work on the on the wording before they pass something like that. Yeah, and and that's what the big problem is is the wording is so vague that like for instance, it's pretty much like anything. Can... Right. Yeah, and you could start coming for fan sites. You could start coming for social media posts just because it's 
the term property in the, the wording of the law are Super so vague. Super vague, yeah. There is tons of Prince material that hasn't seen the light of day. You know, there's a vault. Yeah, we, we heard about this before he passed. Actually, we were talking about it maybe two weeks prior. Yep. We were like, dude is nuts, and he's got this insane vault full of unreleased music and movies and God knows what else. Right. Yeah, I think one of, one of my favorite Prince stories is um, Kevin Smith's story <laughs> uh, about making a documentary. or, or like, They didn't make the documentary. Yeah. Um, and it's hilarious. YouTube it. It's fucking great. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. So they bring all these people in, and they're like, hey, um, you're going to be listening to some music, and we just want to get your reaction on it. And they filmed it. Right. Um, that's in there. Ooh. Um, it was funny because he was asking like, Hey, at the assistant or whoever was, um, he was working on this project with cool. So when's this going to come out? And she's like, (laughs) no. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. (laughs) I wouldn't expect it. He's got this vault. He just does it. Yep. Yeah. And there's, there've been lots of rumors as to what exactly was found in there. So they actually, the, the bank that's currently controlling his estate, um, broke into the vault. Uh, he was the only one who knew the combination, so they literally had to drill in to what was act like an actual bank vault in the basement of his house to access this stuff. So yeah, it was a it was a literal bank vault in his basement. He was the only one that knew the combination to it, so the bank that's now controlling his estate had to physically break into it. They had to drill through it. Oh my gosh! To get to this stuff, and there's there's all sorts of albums and like reportedly a large number of collaborations with really interesting choices. Really? Um, Who did he collaborate with? Well, supposedly there's an EP with Kim Basinger, Ween, and Ozzy. Okay. Um, Lots of different things with a guy from Soul Asylum? Runaway Train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dreads. Oh yeah, that guy. Remember that? Yeah, a a nineteen minute music video directed by Tim Burton. Wow. Yeah, that so I want to see. That right. would be super cool. And then like to really... there's like a whole list there of. Oh yeah, and then there's like really kind of eccentric princey stuff, like a purple bat suit that was built to scale. Perfect. Or a Minnesota Twins bear uh, mascot costume built for him. Okay. So there's. There's, you know, we really don't know whether or not that's actually in there, um, but I. But hope you know it what? Was. I don't doubt it at right. all. Like, there's nothing in there that would really surprise me at that point. He's a pretty obscure individual. Right. Well, and and I'm pretty sure that um, Paisley Park, which is his like house or compound yeah. or whatever, probably going to be turned into like a Graceland type, uh, like museum. I can't totally. wait. Right. Oh yeah, I'm totally going to go. Partially because purple is my favorite color. Right. Yeah. Paisley's cool with me. Yeah. The Prince is pretty dope, so... Yeah, I would I would make a trip to Minnesota for that. Minnesota. Minnesota! I mean, then you could do, like, a side trip to the Mall of America at the right. same time. Oh, yeah. So... Because you know how I love malls. <laughs> There's a roller coaster inside of it. That's a good point. And okay. It's, it's not for shopping, because I'll tell you, I've been going there since the mid-90s, early 90s, okay? Since it first opened. My mom worked for the airline, so we lived in Montana. So she was like, you know, let's not go to a mall here because you have a choice of JCPenney's or Sears. Right. <laughs> We're going to fly and get you school clothes without all this hot shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Didn't really care so much about it, but they had, you'll see four Victoria's Secrets. You know, it's like a repeat of the oh, story. Oh, yeah, it's just so big. Yeah, and each wing, there's four wings to it, and then the middle, which is the amusement park. But it's it's not that exciting. It's more just. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big there. fan of the Mighty Ducks, so I would be cool with going there just to you know, experience where the rollerblading scene went down. <laughs> Maybe get some rollerblades and see if I can skate by somebody and grab a hot dog out of their hand. Is that that happened? That happened. Oh, yeah. We need, right. we need to watch Mighty Ducks, apparently. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> so we're going to have a viewing party of Mighty Ducks slash... Yes. Trapped in the Closet. Um, so Prince was very... You know, we talked about how he was eccentric and a little yeah. bit weird. Uh, but, a little bit weird? Okay, he was, he was really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I always respected about him as an artist, and I'm a huge Prince fan... I know. ...is kind of how mysterious he was but also how in control he was of his content or his, his intellectual property yeah he was a huge advocate for for rights for artists to be able to keep their masters yep. he was very much against giving away music for free yep and he had a whole team that would sit there and, and basically look for any copyright infringement on the internet he had to con- considering how um, or how quickly things got pulled it's the only way that I can imagine that actually happening. He did make his own website to release one of his albums, but he pulled it down pretty quickly. Initially, when like peer-to-peer streaming services started, he partnered with a couple of them, you know, to kind of explore it, I guess, and figured out pretty quickly that it wasn't for him. By like 2010, he flat out said the internet is over. And, I remember that. Yeah, and what he meant by that isn't that the internet is something that's going to go away. No. But that the internet is not a method to make money off of your music. Right. I don't see it that way at all. I mean, I agree with him in the sense that the internet is great for exposure. Right. And getting your music to people in order to grab their attention, but definitely not a means to make money. And that's, that's basically what he said. Um, is, you know, tell me a musician who's gotten rich off of digital sales. Almost no one. Right. There's, there's a pretty interesting, I guess, study that's being done by um, Digital Music News. Digital Music News um, is actually was as much relevant today as it was back in 2005. Right. Then it was more like the, the beginning of digital distribution, uh, the MP3 iPod. It was pre-iPhone. Right. And now it's a lot of um, news in the music business itself. Because really, the only place you have to go other than that is maybe Billboard, Rolling Stone. Right. Which are still very based off of major labels. Yeah, they are also tend to be pretty watered down. Very, yeah. Um, here, they it's really cool. They, just, they conduct their own studies. They look into a lot about streaming music. So we go to them a lot for... Tidbits of information. Yeah. So we talked about streaming before, right? Right, we did. A few weeks ago. And the all the numbers that we had as far as um, artist payouts came from the streaming services themselves. So that information wasn't something that we garnered from artists. That no, was they were from the services that are saying, hey, this is what we pay our artists. Yep. What Digital Music News is doing that's really cool is... Well, they started asking people, right? Like, yep. They started asking artists, and they started asking different labels, 
to like, hey, give us your royalty statements from streaming and let's compare them. Yeah. Let's sit down and take a look at these and see like, is this what you're actually getting as compared to what these services are saying that they're giving you? Yeah, and they're they're still open and collecting data right now. Which is really cool. Um, we'll put a link on our site if anyone wants to submit yep. any of that data to them. Right, you know, they've they've got a few right now. They've got um, a rock band from France. So we've got it's worldwide. Right. Right? They've got this um, indie label from Quebec. They've apparently got a Grammy nominated songwriter and one of the first royalty statements from Title, which from what I've heard and they've confirmed is that Title actually has a bigger payout. Yep. Than the other streaming services, uh, and I think that's kind of what they've been able to sell to the artist. Say, hey, come join us. Yeah, you're gonna get more money. We don't have as many subscribers, but you're gonna get paid more. Right. They also got a statement from Lady Gaga's manager. Oh, nice. Um, the thing that's cool about that is it actually shows like the unit price, like the per play royalty amount. Mm-hmm. The total that it, it generated, the total revenue for that it period. generated, yeah, and then how much the label takes. So, for instance, um, and this doesn't give this doesn't give track names, um, and it looks like these are all from March of 2015. The the gross, so that that the average per stream was about a penny. Okay. The total, which the other ones are like half a penny or less right? right yeah like spotify yep yeah uh the total that was generated was about 3.1 million 3.1 million streams or 3.1 million dollars 3.1 million dollars total from streaming okay of that i would be okay with that the label took over 2.1 million oh shit almost 2.2 so they took like two-thirds yep so they're getting, yeah, like a third of a penny right, per stream. And that's from which service? It doesn't say. Okay. It's it's just a, that could be a combination of all of them. That's true. Because it does average all the payouts out. Okay. So that, that's what makes me think it's probably a combination of everything. Right. It's hard, you know, as you're an artist and you're trying to go through like, hey, what's the best platform? Because you obviously want to make the most money, but at the same time, it's like, it's this balance between I want more people to listen. Yep. You know, you know whether you're on Tidal or a you know a less known subscription service. Right. You may get paid more, but you're probably going to have maybe you know one eighth of the listeners you would on these larger services. So. Yep. I would say to stick with the larger ones just because you're going to have a larger audience, but get in as many of them as you can. Like I don't think that would hurt you at all. Yeah. I just wouldn't put money into it. No. No, I wouldn't put money into it. I especially wouldn't put money into something that the majority of the users on it are free. So, I Right, well, that's what hurts Spotify so much, is that they have, um, you know, a large chunk of their subscribers are free. That comes out of the total. Yep. Even if the majority of your fans are listening to your music that are premium subscribers because that service has so many free listeners that's going to take a chunk out of your profits. Yeah. They so, have to spread that evenly across all of the listeners. Right. So we saw those numbers. We talked about those numbers in the streaming episode of around half a penny for a premium play. Right. It doesn't really matter. 
doesn't. Uh, that, yeah, the average payout is closer to a third of a cent. That's insane. Yeah, they have 70 million free users. Which is huge. Out of the 30 million are paying subscribers. That's insane. Yeah. And then when we get to something like YouTube, and YouTube has come under fire lately for music issues and the fact that they don't pay anything. They barely near. pay anything. Right. And, and everyone and, was really upset about that and they were like, hey dude. Yeah, YouTube's response was basically just like, you know, most people don't come here for music. Yeah. Which is bullshit. A lot of people do. A lot of people come there for music. And a lot of people make it in music because of YouTube. Right. Hello Bieber. Hello Bieber. Hello Charlie Poof. 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 Okay. Poof. I think it's Ploof. That's a word. It's a word. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, th I think that was a pretty shitty response on their part. Like, especially if you want to keep people coming to that site and who cares what percent of your listeners listen to music right. on your site, pay them. Yeah. It's a part pay of the, the service that you're providing. Right. So pay the people who are providing the content for you. Yeah. We're talking fractions of a fraction of a fraction of a set. Fractions on fractions. Fractions on fractions. Uh, <laughs> Like less than a tenth of a cent. Baller. So for all the for all the time and effort that you put into the music that you wrote, the lyrics that you wrote, the recording process, creating the marketing video, everything, yeah, marketing it all. Here's tenth a tenth of a cent. Yeah, less than a tenth of a cent. Here's a little bit. Now the cool thing about Apple Music, um, it's although it doesn't have as many subscribers as Spotify, they have zero free access users right just recently maybe like a week ago did they open it up and say hey we're gonna give student discounts right for that no discounts you had 999 for individual or 14.99 for family for the fam the fam like the fam plan yep the fam plan squad <laughs> yeah now they've got that student discount which is similar to what spotify does right but you can't get apple music for free which is awesome because they can't minimize that royalty payment. Right. And they do give you the three months for free in the beginning, but they're still paying the artists. Thank you, T-Swizzle. Right? They have really cool other features just besides, you know, being having this huge category of music to add. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, the, you know, as a new artist, you could get featured in the new category. Yes. Um, they do a lot of really cool features. You could... End up on uh, Beats 1 Radio. Right. You could end up in... Worldwide Always On. Right. In one of the, the curated playlists. Right. And, and praise be to Apple Music for curated playlists because in, in my personal life, I've seen music tastes uh, grow just because of that. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to access that stuff that it's, it's there for you. So, like, um, I've actually... My boyfriend introduced me to this band called Winter Sleep. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, I make fun of his taste in music. I love him, but I make fun of his taste in music so much because it's... I'm smiling ear to ear over here right now right. because you said, personally, someone's yeah. music taste. <laughs> and I'm like, please tell them yeah. who. I'll just, I'll just put it out there. But yeah, so there's this, this band called Winter Sleep. They've been around for a while. I'd never heard of them, but they popped up in one of his playlists. And so mm -hmm. he was like, hey, this song is great. You should check this out. You're like, huh? You're going to tell me about new music? Exactly. You're like, I am like the god of new music. Right. And, and I'm spending all this time on blogs and... and this podcast and researching. Right, and, doing yeah. all this shit. And he's like, so there's this playlist that I like. You're like, huh. Yeah. Who knew? 
See, I would take that from you because you introduced me to a lot of new music. And that's why we are here right. today. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't take new music from just anybody. Exactly. But Apple Music is like making everyone. Yeah, it's, it's right. It's like it's, connoisseurs of. Yeah, it's pushing indie the taste music. level up. It's really cool. And that's one of the really cool things about Apple Music is that those playlists are created by people. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of the other streaming services create playlists just based off an algorithm. Yeah. Um, very similar to like what um, Pandora does with their radio station. Yeah, and I know a few people who use Pandora. Still. And they like it, however. Yeah. <laughs> it's simply, and the people that I've spoken to, it's simply because they've spent years formulating the specific algorithm for their taste in music. Right. That their radio stations are fucking on point. Right. And that's because they've told it, I like this, I don't like this. Yeah, they Thumbs babied up. this right. monster. Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. I'm good. But overall, you know, after going through all the data that they've collected so far... It looks like Prince was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Prince was right. And... In addition to Prince being right about wanting to not give the music out for free or for pennies or right. a tenth of a penny, um, the conclusion they've come to is that this data is very skewed and isn't always correct. The system that they have in place right now for tracking is terrible. Yeah, well, and even though these streaming services are coming out and saying, we pay X amount for each play, that's completely wrong. It's based off of that artist's or that label's agreement with the streaming service. Yeah, they have individual contracts with them, right? right? They have individual contracts with them that will adjust the amount that they get for stream. And then when we talk about an artist on a label, there's like what we saw with Gaga. A large portion, the majority of the money that's the revenue that's generated from those streams is going to her label and not right her. That's infuriating. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I wonder how much of this is, this is a new technology, we're still working out how to get The this. kinks, because it's something new. I'm sure that's absolutely a part of it. But at the same time, you're having to basically put, you know, your the fate of your royalties and your payment for your art in the hands of these giants that we call, you know... Spotify, Apple Music, and such, because there's no way for us to know. Right. They could shave off a portion, and no one will ever know. How can you tell? No, there's you can't. literally no way to tell unless they come up with some maybe third party that's not, you know, that would like, yeah, like come a, up with a system like a, a a third party company that didn't have any vested interest in Title or Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube. And it was one service that would go in and track. Yeah, like almost like a consumer watchdog group, but for artists. Yeah. But, and, you know, I'd really like to... I would really like to think that this is growing pains with this new technology. And, um, you know, we've seen just in the last few years tons of people jump onto the streaming bandwagon. But it's really hard for me to believe that when we talk about, you know... Like TLC selling 10 million albums in the 90s and yeah. not making any money off of it. Right. You know, these are these are horror stories that have come out of the music industry and the major label structure for decades. Well, I feel like now they're like, shit, we can't use this old style where we make, you know, millions off of these artists by tricking them into these terrible contracts, giving them 
a... Uh, well, I think they, they can still definitely trick artists into terrible contracts with massive recoupable uh, advances and stuff like that. But now, you know, as opposed to there being, well, you don't really know as an artist how much money the label is spent on marketing. You just get the bill for it. Now, you don't really know what your label's agreement is with Spotify or whoever. Mm-hmm. You just get whatever they give you. That's what I'm saying. They're thinking, shit, I can't go by the old rules. Let's apply that business model. Yeah, to this new system. Right. Yeah, so I really want to see... I, My dream for this, my dream for stream, <laughs> would be that we see the major label system implode Mm -hmm. in the next, you know, 10, 15 years as people stop purchasing physical copies or physical copies become more specialized. Um, Right, because what would be their purpose in all of this? They wouldn't have any purpose. They wouldn't, because the artists can simply send their music directly to the distributors of it. Yep. You don't need a label. You don't need a label. You don't need, with, with social media, you don't need marketing. You can do that yourself. You can do all your own marketing. And there are people that are that are not vested in these artists that you could hire to do your marketing for you. Yep. There's, I mean, there's also a lot to be said for targeted marketing. Um, I think that's where a lot of money is wasted in major label agreements is the sort of mass media marketing that's not going to apply to your audience necessarily. Right. Whereas an artist, I know the people who come to my shows. I know the type of person that listens to my album. I know the type of person that I'm writing for. I'm going to market directly to them because I have a better chance of catching their ear. Right. I don't think they spend a lot of time finding the right demographic. And I don't, you know, I don't think that they do a lot in marketing other than throw money out and hope it sticks. Yeah, well, market you know? research is expensive. It is. Um, you know, focus groups, shit like that is really expensive to do. Oh, I know. They used to pay me in high school to call people randomly <laughs> and ask them about their cheeseburger experience. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the mm-hmm. cheeseburger. 45 minutes of... Their cheeseburger? Did anybody ever say it was paradise? No. Unfortunately, oh, no. I, you know, I'm a Buffett fan, but right. that never happened. <laughs> I would call, however, and, and we couldn't tell them this, but the survey was paid for by Wendy's. So okay. we would say, hey, you know, fast food restaurants that serve hamburgers and other fast food, and we would give them a list of Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's. Yeah. You know, the majors. And we'd be calling the West Coast, and they're like, in and out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not an option. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but that's the best. <laughs> Or they'd say, like, Sonic. We didn't have Sonic at the time. So right, like, or, like, Whataburger listen. or something. Yeah, I'm like, listen. Listen, do you like round hamburgers or square hamburgers? Okay. Cool. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Good and, times. And, yeah, and that's the thing is that when, if I'm an artist and I have a label that's doing my marketing for me, they have to take the time to figure out who they're trying to market to if they want to do that targeted marketing. If, you know, as an artist, you're the one who's at the show you're meeting your fans you're communicating with them on social media you already know exactly who they are Mm -hmm. get those hands out your cookie jar Mm -mm. I feel like I can make a song out of that I would like I would listen to that song I would stream it multiple times would you you help me find my target I would help uh, you find your target yeah Um, I think the first thing we would need to do is talk to Cookie Monster 
Ooh. Figure out. I get mean, get a collab going. Get a collab going. Uh, I feel like he could rap, and I could just white girl rap. Get your hands out my cookie jar. Right, and it would okay. it, it fits in with what he's he's pushing now. He's like, get your hands out my cookie jar because cookies are sometimes food. Because <laughs> you should be eating vegetables. You should be eating vegetables, with with a little bit of a cookie. A cookie, yeah, a cookie mm-hmm. chaser. But get your own cookie, because this is my cookie, and my cookie jar. That's right. Okay. I get that. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> no, I do cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag cookies. Hashtag cookie, cookie jars. <laughs> so when it comes down to it, there's a lot of fucked up shit on the internet. There is. But the good stuff we want to get paid for. That's right. Right? And, uh... And you know what? Even the, even the fucked up shit. People, you, if you create something... It's yours. It's yours. You should get the money from that. Right. Alright, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you want more, who wouldn't, right? Check us out on all of the social medias. That's right. You can find us on Twitter at Eruption, on Facebook at facebook.com slash eruption, or on our homepage, eruptionmusic.com.